the Italian Wine Podcast is the community-driven platform for Italian wine geeks around the world. Support the show by donating at italianwinepodcast.com. Donate five or more euros and we'll send you a copy of our latest book, My Italian Grape Geek Journal, absolutely free. To get your free copy of My Italian Grape Geek Journal, click support us at italianwinepodcast.com or wherever you get your pods. Grazie mille. Welcome to Wine, Food and Travel with me, Mark Millen, on Italian Wine Podcast. Listen in as we journey to some of Italy's most beautiful places in the company of those who know them best, the families who grow grapes and make fabulous wines. Through their stories, we will learn not just about their wines, but also about their ways of life, the local and regional foods and specialities that pair naturally with their wines, and the most beautiful places to visit. We have a wonderful journey of discovery ahead of us, and I hope you will join me. Welcome to Wine, Food and Travel with me, Mark Millen, on Italian Wine Podcast. Today it's my great pleasure to travel to the Val di Cembra to meet my guest, Mara Lona of the Consorzio Cembrani Doc, a small grouping of just six wine producers and two distilleries, all small family companies located in a historic wineland in the mountains above Trento. Buongiorno, Mara. Thank you so much for being my guest today. How are you? Fine, thank you. Good morning to everybody. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, it's a real pleasure to have you and to have you share uh, what sounds like a very, very special place. And for my sake, but mainly for all our listeners who are located all around the world, can you describe where you are? Can you describe the Val di Cembra so that we can have in our minds a picture of, of this very special and historic wineland in the, in the Dolomites? Yeah, sure. We are uh, north of Trento on the Dolomites and uh, our uh, landscape is completely terraced. It's a terraced landscape there since uh, the uh, 14th uh, and today we count uh, 708 kilometer of wall uh, dry wall stone the dry stone wall sorry that uh, um, so, uh, that uh, hold about uh, 600 hectares dedicated to the cultivation of the wine we have a river that flows through our valleys the name is avisio that is really important because of the water and because of the climate. And it makes us a big differences on the grapes because during the day, especially in August, before the harvest, we have about 33, 34 degrees, so it's quite hot. And then in the evening, thanks to the river and to the wind that comes with the rivers, we have about 18, 19 degrees, so a big excursion, a big difference that makes our grape more aromatic rather than in the other places. Another character that makes us unique is our terroir, that is porphyr. Porphyr is a, um, a lavic stone and uh, we are a volcanic area production on the mountains and we are one of the highest uh, that you can find uh, here in Trentino. Our uh, grapes uh, are cultivated uh, between 200 meters uh, on the sea level till 900 meters, so really high. Okay, so you've given us a vivid 
picture. I'm imagining these historic, centuries-old dry stone walls uh, holding the land together. It must be quite steep. Yes, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, so we're talking about heroic viticulture that takes great effort to uh, tend in a beautiful backdrop to the magnificent dolomites then behind. Is that right? The snow-covered dolomites at this moment. Yes, uh, uh, yes, yes. Yeah, we have a snow that uh, comes again uh, also yesterday. And uh, here on the area where we product, uh, it remains uh, just a uh, few. Uh, we have more snow on the Dolomites on the hills. Uh, Cimbra Valley doesn't have uh, so many peak. The highest mountain is about uh, 1,600 meters because uh, all the peaks were um, uh, surrounded by the glacier of um, Marmolada that uh, make us the landscape more uh, uh, soft. We don't have the, the, the ski traces, uh, we don't have the, uh, the, the possibility to ski, but uh, the landscape is also wonderful in winter because uh, you can do a lot of uh, uh, chaspole, I don't know how to translate, of the walk in the month on the... In the chaspole, is that snowshoes? Snowshoes, yeah, that's right, snowshoes, uh, through the vineyards, or through our forests uh, that are really, really wonderful, like an Arnia landscape during winter. Oh, yes, I can imagine. That sounds beautiful. Now, these dry stone terraces, they're hundreds of years old, so wine has been produced here for hundreds of years. But the Cembrani dock itself, is that relatively new and it's a very small grouping? Yes, it's relatively new. We, we just had a birthday last year, 10 years of activity, so... Really, it's really started uh, recently. The grape but uh, was cultivated since the 4th BC. So we are one of the historical cradle of the Trentino viticulture. At that time, uh, there wasn't the terraces and the grape was cultivated just in the more flat uh, places. And the variety was red, was uh, like uh, the most uh, common was trolling, that is schiava. Is a red varieties. Then, at the beginning of the eighties, uh, there arrives a new of the last uh, century. Arrives a new variety that is Muller Turgau, that uh, found here uh, an ideal uh, climate, uh, really an ideal place uh, to grow. And uh, in ten years, uh, Cembra Valley became a valley of from red grape to white grape. Actually, we produce 80% just white varieties, mainly Muller Turgau. And uh, another one is Chardonnay, the international one for the production of the classic method Trento Dogs or Bubble Wine. And uh, we started our history of Cembrani 10 years ago when the new markets like the e commerce and the new communication, like the social, um, comes uh, um, to, 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 to knock at our doors <laughs> because uh, all the winery that are part of this consortium are small family-run business that follows from the land to the selling. And they hadn't the, the time, first of all, and also the, um, the knowledge uh, to manage these new, these new channels. And so they decided to grow together this consortium uh, for the communication and then promotion of the land. We are not uh, a consortium of uh, um, certification, but just of branding. We do events, we organize events, 
we organize uh, um, the enotourism, uh, so a visit uh, every day and also experiences in the land, uh, like dinner uh, in the landscape uh, or harvest, har- the tourist harvest also. And uh, since uh, five years, uh, we also open a restaurant where uh, we can uh, valorize, uh, we can uh, give uh, uh, more value to our wines productions with the good dishes. Okay, that's a really good overview of a small area with a historic pedigree, but now a small grouping of small family businesses producing wines and distillates of great character. So the Cembrani dock falls within the larger Trento dock for the sparkling wine, is that correct? That's correct, and for the sparkling Trento dock, and for the still wine, the Trentino DOC, but in Cembra Valley, we have the superior Cembra Valley. We have um, um, obtained this, uh, um, this recognition in uh, 2017. is one of the work of the consortium because uh, we, we showed that uh, through the years, our grape, uh, especially that one of Riesling, Muller Turgau, Schiava and Pinot Noir, were more aromatic rather than in the other areas for the climate that we have that is really special and for our terroir that is the porphyr. And uh, so we obtained this new classification of superior Trentino DOC for these varieties, Cembra Valley. Okay, that's very important. So the wines from the Cembra Valley really have their own character that is distinct from anywhere else within the Trentino Dock. Yes, for the exposure also, we are southeast, so we have a grape always uh, that uh, have a, a lot of sun and they are really hot in taste, let me say so. And uh, three are the characters that make us unique. One is the minerality, our wines are really minerals, Uh, one is the sapidity that you have, uh, it seems like uh, quite salty sometimes, and also uh, the aromas are really intense. Never sweet, not sweet, because we, we cultivate at high level, uh, on the sea level, so the, the sweetness part doesn't evolve so much, doesn't develop so much, but the aromas, that uh, primary aromas, especially fruity and flowers, are the characters of all of our production. And uh, related to the fact that we have terroir porphyr, so volcanic stone, our wines uh, doesn't, uh, d- they have a long life. Actually, uh, we are selling the vintage 2020 uh, because now is the, the, good vintage, the good year to have the best per- performance of our wines. But uh, uh, as usual, we organize uh, quite uh, every week uh, the, um, the the tasting with the ancient uh, the ancient vintages. For example, last day uh, two days ago we had a Muller Turgau tasting, and we started from a Muller Turgau of 1998, and it was still fresh related to the terroir. Wow, that's amazing! Yes, amazing. No, no, it's really amazing, and this something is a new consciousness uh, that. Uh, We are uh, growing uh, in the last years and um, we decided to celebrate uh, this, uh, uh, this fact uh, during a festival that we, um, we collaborate for the organization in October and the name is Dolo Vini Miti, so the wines in the heart of the Dolomites, Dolo Wine Mites 
um, that it always had uh, place uh, take place uh, the second weeks uh, of October when the vintage uh, when the harvest is finished uh, and when we have uh, the beautiful uh, um, landscape uh, with the foliage oh, the changing colors the changing colors uh, of the grapes uh, of the of the wines because related to the fact that we cultivate from 200 meter to 900 meter we have uh, a lot of varieties uh, located in the best uh, highest and in the best exposure we have as i said muller turgau riesling uh, chardonnay Pino Grigio, Gewurstraminer, Moscato Giallo, Manzoni Bianco, Kerner, Feltliner, that's all for the white. For the red we have Schiava, Pinot Noir and Lagraine. And uh, all these uh, plants has a different color, uh, have a different color during the, the autumn. So it's really wonderful from red to orange to yellow to brown. I invite you to come. I would love to come. It sounds absolutely beautiful. And I'm sure the wines are... Yes, in autumn is really fantastic. I, I will try to, to come up and see you sometime. Now, tell me about two wines that I noted. The 708-kilometer Cembrani Bianco and the 708-kilometer Cembrani Rosso. Is that from one producer or is that a name that's used by all of the producers? No, this is uh, uh, our um, visit card. Okay. This is a line that we created with uh, a select the uh, wines from our uh, winery that belongs to Cembrani Doc. We produce 708 uh, kilometers, that is uh, how long are the walls in Cembra Valley, so it's dedicated to the landscape. Also the label is a, is a long wall, no? it's longer as the bottle, it's really particular, also the marketing project. Okay. And yep. inside we have 60% Müller-Turgau and 40% Riesling for the white, 60% Schiava, 40% Lagraine for the red. We ask our producer to bring to consortium uh, for the white varieties the most aromatic and for the red variety the more fruity parts that they produce. And uh, is a small production, just 2,500 bottles yearly. Uh, because uh, these arrives uh, from special uh, uh, land uh, that they can produce more. So it's just uh, from one place, uh, the largest production that we can do. And we use these wines um, uh, especially uh, to show how the um, wine is uh, characterized by the terroir of Cembra Valley in the white and in the red. Okay, that's, um, that's a very interesting project. The project is uh, completed, uh, sorry if I interrupt you, from a Trento dock, Trento DOC, also 2,708 kilometers, and right now we're selling the 2017. is uh, a wine that uh, remains on the yeasts for 40 months, and um, it's just Blanc de Blanc, Chardonnay. And uh, we also won the Silver Medal at the Sparkling and Champagne concourse. So we are really happy about this. And then uh, finally, uh, to complete the line, we have a Grappa because uh, it's part of our history. Uh, grappa is uh, what you distill from the pomas. And uh, it's a particular Grappa. It's 50% Schiava distilled Bay Marie. And 50% Müller-Turgau distilled in continuous steam. So two distillation uh, methods, 
to have uh, one grappa that is unique. Why we did so this uh, project? Because we want to uh, have immediately in the nose, uh, when you smell it, this grappa, you feel uh, the rude part of the grappa that was one an ancient uh, characters uh, uh, of the grappas, but in mouth uh, is really elegant uh, thanks to the other method of distillation uh, that uh, gives immediately the taste uh, that uh, now is appreciated from the customers. So is the past and the present taste in one grappas. Okay, and again, that grappa being very part, much part of the culture uh, and tradition in the Val di Cembra. Yes, a long tradition because uh, it's historical. We were part of the Asburgan Emperor, and uh, during this period, we were allowed to distill 70 liters yeah. per family. Everybody had an alembic at home to distill the pomas because uh, this alcohol is uh, um, gives a lot of energy. Having a glass of grappa is like a- eating a, a plate of uh, spaghetti, so you have a lot of calories. And uh, this, uh, this distillate, this alcohol, helps, uh, um, the name is, was Eau de Vie, uh, because it helps, uh, again, to fight the... To, to be healthy, no? To during the poor period. And the cold as well. In the cold as well. And so everybody had this um, uh, the machine that you needed to have uh, to distillate. And when we start to be Italy, uh, there was no more allowed. And so people but need this grappa to survive and to sell, also to have a, um, some money to, to survive, always for the survive idea. Uh, and so they continue to, to produce and to sell them not in a legal way. And so there are also a lot of, uh, like the moonshine no? in, uh, in America. So uh, this was, uh, the history is quite the same. But it was to fight uh, the, the fact that there was no other economy. And so people, or they do so, or they have to emigrate. Sure. Yes, of course. Now, Mara, you said that the Consorzio also has a restaurant. Is that correct? Yes, that, that's correct. What is the name of the restaurant? Cade Volti. Cade Volti. Cade Volti is a small restaurant with uh, 40 seats. Actually, we're closer because we are, we're changing the collaboration with the new chef. It was a restaurant before with Classic. And now we want to do a new project where you sit to have a good wine related to the wine that you are going to order you will receive the good food to pair Uh, so it will be a new proposal on the restoration market coming back to america when italy international academy the ultimate italian wine qualification will be held in new york city from 4 to 6 march 2024 have you got what it takes to become the next italian wine ambassador find out at vinitaly.com our listeners, and I'm sure many listening to this, will want to visit the Val di Cembra. I want to visit the Val di Cembra. Uh, what are the piatti tipici, the local dishes that pair well with the Cembrani Doc wines that everybody should make sure and sample? From the starter, uh, you have to taste our salami. Uh, the name is Luganega. is a salami that is produced with 80% co and 20% pork so it's quite uh, it's not so fat and uh, is uh, fabulous it's smoked and uh, re- it's really tasting 
and also carne salada is a typical dish here that you can have raw or you, you can cook, sorry. And uh, it is produced from um, always from cow meat and uh, is really fabulous. It's a salted uh, um, meat that uh, you can use as carpaccio as well. What wines would, would pair with the, uh, the Luganiga and the uh, carne salada? Luganiga carne salada? Yeah. You have to pair with the, our white Muller Turgau. Because of the minerality of these wines, uh, it gives you the right balance in mouth uh, and uh, it exalted uh, the, the part of the meat uh, and also it cleaned uh, at the end uh, the fat part uh, and it's really ideal. As uh, main dishes, uh, I suggest strangola preti, that is like a gnocco uh, produced with spinach and uh, ricotta cheese and uh, really tasty. And uh, polenta also is really typical with uh, spezzatino or uh, uh, with tonco de pontesel is another dish that uh, is typical. It's produced from the not the uh, noble part of the cow, but the poor part and is really tasty. And what was the name of that? Tonco de Pontesel. We don't have an Italian translation for this. Tonco di Pontesel. Okay. And it's like a spezzatino? It's like a spezzatino, but not produced not with the noble part of the animals, but from the poor part one. Okay. And you would have that with polenta as well? With polenta as well. And um, patugo is also typical. It's like a puree, but not. Uh, there is also potatoes inside. But the main part is fagioli is the the bean and uh, also with zucchini and it's also mashed together like mashed potatoes and uh, it's really tasty and some of us uh, my mother do it uh, add also uh, bacon so it's no more a veggie dish but it's really tasty as as dessert we conclude yeah. with a good uh, strudel we have a lot of we produce not just wine but also apples and so we use apples for producing cake, torta di mele or strudel. Or also there are other cake that is really typical that is produced with the old bread, the torta di pane. Okay, so those sound really, really interesting and hearty dishes to enjoy. With the polenta and the, and the dishes that you mentioned, the spezzatino and the tonco di... Tonco di pontesel. You have to match with a schiava. Schiava... Schiava is uh, so wonderful wine that uh, uh, you can match uh, from the starter to the desserts uh, because it has uh, the the cherries uh, and uh, and the strawberry uh, aromas in nose and also in mouth. It's really light. It's also strong. The alcohol is about eleven degrees generally, so it's not so uh, alcoholic. And is the wine that we always match with our dishes uh, during the, our meat, uh, so during the lunch and during the uh, dinner also. Okay, and of course that. And then we in summer we serve it from the fridge. Oh, okay. It's really, like a is what we is like a drink for us. Yeah. Okay. La Grine would be a bigger wine. La Grine is more deep, is more, uh, um, um, the, the structure is more important, uh, and this uh, we match with uh, the wild meat. Okay, the cinghiale. Cinghiale, cinghiale or uh, cervo. Cervo. Typical for us, capriolo. Venison, yeah. Yes. Okay. 
And the Apfelstrudel, of course, that's a reminder of the Austrian influence in uh, in Trentino Alto Adige. Uh, What would be the wine to have with with the strudel? Uh, With the strudel, uh, there would be a good passito, but unfortunately our area is not good uh, for passito wines. uh, And so we match with grappas usually. Oh, okay, okay, good. We match with grappa in our restaurants. Uh, And um, another dish that I forgot that's really typical is the canederli. Oh, of course. That is for the Austrian culture, but uh, we were Austrian until the 18th. So uh, our uh, dishes uh, has a lot of to do with the German culture. Describe the canederli. Canederli. Canederli, uh, to have canederli, you have to use the old bread, you cut it, you add uh, what you have in the fridge, so, uh, or salami, cheese, or also vegetable, and you do small bowl, you add some uh, milk to make the bread uh, not so crispy, and you do small bowl, and then you boil it, and then you can add uh, or spezzatino, or ragu, or a bother and have in the white version. I love the canedli. It's a real specialty. These little dumplings, a real specialty of Trentino. Yes. What wine would you have? Uh, it depends on the which is the recipe. Because if you have canedli di carne, so with meat, schiava is the ideal one. If you have canedli with spinach, is better a Muller Turgau or a Chardonnay. Okay. I don't know how to say in English, Rapa Rossa. Can you help me? Uh, is that horseradish? Can be. Is the is the red one uh, cabbage? Maybe. It maybe maybe yeah. But this one is also another typical. Uh, is a, a veggie that uh, grows uh, in winter, and uh, you collect in winter from from your land, and is used to produce canedli to give taste and color. And usually, we we do canedli with this uh, uh, with this veggie with uh, uh, cheeses. And uh, with this, uh, it's better to match a Pinot Noir. Okay. Now, final question. What about hospitality in the Val di Cembra? What would our visitors expect if they come? We have a family hospitality. We don't have big hotels. We also have agriturismus. So are a lot of small uh, um, agriturismus with uh, six, eight, tenth room, not big uh, houses. Uh, where you usually they are owned by one family and uh, you will have uh, a family hospitality from breakfast till uh, you're uh, leaving. This is the main uh, typical uh, hospitality in our land. Okay, so it's it's a, a place for people who want to really experience somewhere genuine, yes. staying with families, understanding the landscape, the people, the ways of life. And, of course, enjoying the typical foods and wines. Yes, we don't have just the food and wines. We also have some natural places to visit that are really wonderful. One is the Pyramid of Segonzano, that our pyramid makes uh, from earth, um, from uh, the rain. The rain, the, the sculpture, they are fantastic. Then we have a lot of lake uh, during summer where you can swim. Oh, my. And um, also have uh, something good to eat because on the river there are places to eat and then we have a roccolo of sauk it can is really fantastic is uh, like a crown uh, constructed with uh, uh, trees uh, that was used to um, 
catch the birth. Oh my! Yeah, is uh, there are a lot of things to to visit and to to enjoy the, the landscape. And also, we have a, a wonderful museum of our terroir, the Porphyr Museum, where you can learn everything about the Porphyr and the history of our terroir. That uh, is the stone that now is used to produce a square. You you find uh, in uh, a lot of squares around the world uh, our Porphyr. Well, Mara, you've taken us to what sounds like a very magical land. I know it's your home and I know it's somewhere that's very dear and important to you. So thank you very much for sharing the Val di Cembra with us. I've really enjoyed our conversation today. So thank you very much, and I hope to visit you. Thank you, Mark, for calling me, and I hope to see you uh, soon. We have uh, a lot of uh, occasion also for our guests. We start in May with the uh, preview of our festival, and uh, then we have uh, a festival dedicated to Müller Turgau in July. And then uh, in October, we have the 10th of the Dolo Wine Mites Festival. So that is the most important event uh, of our valley to discover landscape, people, wines and food. Wonderful. Thank you, Mara. Thank you so much. And sorry for my English again. Not at all. You've been very clear and given a beautiful description. Grazie. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. See you. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of Wine, Food and Travel with me, Mark Millen, on Italian Wine Podcast. Please remember to like, share and subscribe right here or wherever you get your pods. Likewise, you can visit us at italianwinepodcast.com. Until next time, chin chin.